Saskatoons are your favorite fruit? Yeah. You think a Saskatoon's better than a like regular blueberry? Yeah. I, I disagree. Oh. It's also not like an honest fruit. What do you mean? Like some fruit aren't honest, like pineapple's not honest. It's neither piney nor an apple. Oh. Grapefruit? There's nothing grapey about it at all. <laughs> I like a good honest fruit. Like an uh, apple. Blueberry. It's a blue, it's a berry, blueberry. Sure. Strawberry, they're lying to you. It's not straw-like at all. <laughs> but the most honest fruit, orange. True, because it's How's a color. How's it look, orange? What's it taste like, orange? It's the most honest fruit around. Honeydew? What a lie. <laughs> they should call it garbage melon. I didn't realize that you had such a strong feeling about fruit names. I'm shocked that you'd be surprised by that. No, I mean. Honestly, I'm not. I'm really not. But uh, I think I talked about tiers of chocolate bars for like a half hour the other day. <laughs> True. And you bring it up often. <laughs> chocolate bars? Yeah, there's some chocolate bars aren't top tier, but they're getting top tier positioning at some grocery stores. And I don't like that. Yeah, I feel like every fifth time we go shopping, you have a problem with chocolate bar presentation. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to our not chocolate bar related podcast. I love this. You should too. My name is Indy Dragonfruit Randawa. <laughs> it's a lie, but I still love a good dragonfruit. True. There's nothing dragon about it. Well, they look kind of dragony. Oh, yeah, I guess they're kind of spiky, right? Yeah. yeah. But we can't get good dragon fruit in Canada. No. But if you ever get a fresh one from where they're actually grown, super good. And with me is my lovely co-host, Samantha Saskatoon Hees. <laughs> oh, I like mine. Yeah. But it just sounds like you're from Saskatoon. It's true. Um, I just have lots of fond memories of picking Saskatoons with my family as a child. We picked more raspberries. Maybe that's why I like them better. Mm, maybe. Saskatoon um, just seems like a not quite as good blueberry to me. Yeah. Um, my uncle has Saskatoon bushes on his property. And then um, my parents bought a property. And they have Saskatoon bushes like all over the place. And there's always a chance of danger because you might meet a bear. Because the bears love Saskatoons too. They should call them bear berries. I feel like somebody does somewhere. Me. Here. <laughs> oh, right now. here. Okay. That's where I've heard it before. <laughs> Well, how our podcast is going to work today is both Samantha and I have a thing of the week, a spoiler-free review of something, and then Samantha is going to tell me what we are going to be watching for our big episode next week. It's going to be exciting. I'm just excited. All right. That, that's that's the teaser? It's yeah. It's going to be exciting? It's going to be exciting. Oh, well, I guess you have to hold on till the end of the episode. Yeah. Or read the title of this episode. Yeah, the <laughs> title of the episode kind of spoils it. <laughs> so first, what is your thing of the week? Um, So a couple weeks ago, my thing of the week was Outlander, the TV show. Right. I um, think that was the second time you've talked about it on this podcast. Probably. Yeah. This week, um, I've started listening to the novels. The Outlander novels. Oh, is it another week of Outlander? It is another week of Outlander. Outlander the book. Outlander the book. And book because series? It's a book series. Okay. I have to apologize 
to all the Outlander fans out there. That we got I'm, a lot of hate mail. I'm sure like, I how upset dare you? a lot of people because I said that I couldn't get into the books. But I've been listening to the books and I'm about 35% of the way into the first book. And uh, I realize now that I don't think I ever actually tried to read them. Did you say you're 35% of the way into the first book? Yeah. Oh, that's impressive. Like, I know I often say <laughs> things like that about like, oh, I'm a third done with this meal. But you go by 35%, not pages. Uh, because I'm listening to it. Oh, and it tells you percentage. It tells me percentage. So I uh, I know exactly how much. And I've been trying to track all my reading with Goodreads this year. Right. Um, because I'm pretty sure I read a substantial amount of books every year. But I never track it or keep track of what books I'm reading. So I'm going to... I'm going to try and keep track of it this year, and my goal is 75 books. Oh, we're both on Goodreads. If you want to be Goodreads friends with us. Yeah, but if I keep reading um, 30 and 50-hour books, I'm not going to get anywhere near my goal. So a 30-hour book, what's that translate to in in weight? I measure books by weight. <laughs> um, a small puppy? Whoa, that's a big book. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my friend Cheryl from book club, who was like, you should try the books again, because I thought I didn't like them. Um, she said that they just get aggressively longer as the books go through the series. All right. So you have that to look forward to. Really but you're 35% of the way through book number one of how many? Of eight published. One more is not published yet, um, because she's not done writing it. But um, apparently it's a planned 10 books in total. Oh, is this going to be a Game of Thrones situation where the TV show catches up to the books? I think so. Uh-oh. I think so. So then the last season's going to be terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I hope that it continues on this train of being good because um, I'm still enjoying it. But I, uh, I'm enjoying the books quite a bit, actually. And by books, you mean the first third of the first book? The first third of the first book. So you're about 3.5% of the way through this series. And you're already saying, yep, thing of the week. I love it. <laughs> yeah. You're confident. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, right. She does a really good... Uh, Diana Gabaldon, I think, is her Gabaldon. Name. Gabaldon. I don't know what it is. I'm not That's sure. That's just how I read it. Um, she... Is a very descriptive writer, but not in a way that like weighs down the plot and slows everything down. Okay. You know how, like, I couldn't get through Lord of the Rings because it's so descriptive. Yeah, it's just 10 pages on the color of the green in the bush. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't have time to read this book because I don't care. Yeah. Um, this is really nice because she goes into a lot of detail, but it's really quick moving. And um, it does mirror the show quite equally um so you're kind of moving through the book as you move through the show so there's not really many scenes that are different from the show so i'm having a really good time reading or listening to this um because i've already seen the show so i'm having a fun time like visualizing where where we are in the plot oftentimes i don't like that but then some things i'm thankful that i had the tv or movie reference mm -hmm. while i'm reading it yeah, this is especially, one of those ones. Yeah, especially things with lots of characters. Mm. Those can be tough to track in books, as you can tell, because I still haven't finished War and Peace. <laughs> oh, I've read 60 books in between. 
I read a chapter of War and Peace and then a novel and then a chapter and then a novel. <laughs> that is a hefty book. It's not good, though. And I'm I'm not convinced that the eighth book of the Outlander series isn't the same size as War and Peace. Oh. I haven't seen it in person because we can't physically go to libraries, but I, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be uh, War and Peace-esque. A tome? A tome. A weapon. <laughs> I like books for their weapon capabilities. Their self-defense capability. (laughs) All right. Are you going to check in with us after a couple more books? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give you guys updates. I'm interested to see how long this one takes me because I do listen to a lot of my book throughout the day, um, even sometimes at work. So we'll see what how long this 30-hour book takes me, and then I'll have a good idea of how long the 57-hour book is going to take me. Probably about 57 hours. (laughs) No, but like how many days? Mm. (laughs) So yes, I will keep you guys updated if you guys, if our lovely listeners are interested. I'm sure they are. That's all I hear about is tell me more about Samantha and Outlander. (laughs) Is that what you're hearing? That's that's the buzz. Oh, okay. On the social medias. On the socials? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm not that cool. <laughs> um, so, Indy, I've talked enough about 18th century Scottish hunks. Do you want to uh, tell me what your thing of the week is? Sure. My thing of the week is a modern Icelandic hunk. Modern and Icelandic and a hunk? <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good commercial. I like it. You'd make a good uh, infomercial audience person. I even put my, my, my fist under my chin like... Like I was leaning in excitedly. Uh, I'm going to do another installment of Indie's underappreciated albums. Oh, perfect. So my thing of the week is the album Moogie Boogie by Moogie Sun. I was saying before we started the podcast that it always sounds so cute when you say Moogie Boogie, like Muppet Baby. So back in 2008, I was on my way to India, and I think it was in the Vancouver airport, I picked up an issue of Paste Magazine. You know Paste Magazine at all? I don't think so. I think it's like an alternative music type one, but one of the cool things about it back in 2008 is each issue would come with a CD. Oh. And this was their world music issue. Oh, cool. That's where I discovered Anna Turnheim, who's a really cool Swedish folk musician. Uh, Karsik Cars, who are a pretty classic Chinese rock band, Hmm. they were on there. And there was a song called Moogie Boogie from a artist called Moogison, which you are hearing now. like this kind of distorted organ, some driving guitar, a little bit of harmonica in the background. And he's talking about sexy ladies. It's just really typical rock and roll stuff. So I quickly uh, took out my laptop and ripped the CD so I could put it on my 32 gig Creative Labs MP3 player for the long uh, 
long journey to, I think it was going to Taipei. And uh, I really liked that song a lot. And eventually I was able to get a hold of the album. And the album's also called Moogie Boogie. <laughs> and what struck me was how eclectic it is. Mm-hmm. There's like such a wide variety of music. But there was still something that I can't quite explain that was linking everything together. Like there's this one song called uh, The Pathetic Anthem. And it's this stripped down bluesy song that has just acoustic guitar and foot taps. And that's it. All this respect one guy but he has so many different sounds and then there's this other song called Jesus is a good name to moan and beyond having a great title that one's a lot of fun because there's some good electric guitar work and we kind of get to hear him walk the line between crooning and belting out the song later in the song I think I like this artist. Yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. And I think because he's essentially a one-man band, mm-hmm. like he's doing everything. You get so much more freedom because you don't have to link yourself to any one sound. You can just change your mind and do whatever you want. And no one else's opinion matters. Yeah. You're not like fighting over styles. I think he started off being like more electronic. And oh. because being a one-man band when you're young and don't have the experience, it's just being like tied to a laptop mm-hmm. and like getting comfortable that way. And eventually he was able to uh, grow his repertoire so he could uh, become more diverse and in playing instruments himself. Cool. There's this other song on the album called Sweetest Melody. And that one has some good blues guitar riffs. And it even has some gospel influence because there's these background singers that come in. And here you can hear his voice getting like really gravelly when he starts belting out the lyrics really hard like that. Yeah, um, he kind of reminds me of like Hosier or um, some of those kind of musicians. And that's a good sampling from this album, but it gets wider as well. There's some stuff that's straight up metal. There's some stuff with strings like violins and cellos. There's some folk stuff in there. And one bad thing is it's always hard for me to find his music because back then I was just buying CDs and that was kind of it, right? And he's not terribly famous, so it was hard to find the CDs in Canada, but now we have the magic of the internet. So on Spotify, I was able to find some of his new stuff that I still can't find physically because 
he doesn't always make CDs because he's not like a huge, right. huge and artist, that's costly. Right? Yeah. Especially for like a properly produced and distributed CD. Mm-hmm. And when it's coming out of Iceland, it probably stays within Europe for the most part. Yeah, for sure. But I have a bunch of his other work and some of his old stuff is just straight scores, like movie scores. Uh, but there's this one new one that I only found pretty recently. The whole album is just reimaginings of his old songs, but not like remixes. He um, he takes a song that he had made and reworks it into a completely different genre. And based on the stuff we heard just from that one album, you can see that he has like a pretty wide uh, repertoire to draw from. So there is one song that's like a... Uh, growly industrial metal song that sounds like this. Not really my thing. Yeah, I thought you wouldn't like that one. That's how it sounds on Moogie Boogie, this album. But then on his recent album, he's reworked it to a really sad folk song. Oh. So now it sounds like this. I was just about to commit suicide when I've stayed up all night thinking about pretty big difference that's extremely different i really like that second song but the lyrics are the same and the arrangements are kind of the same huh and i didn't understand the lyrics of the first song when it came out Mm -hmm. but now i can hear everything and it's a much sadder song than i had realized yeah i don't think i could listen to that first song like all the way through that is the one that i often skip over when i'm listening to that album (laughs) it's it's just very it like ranks my anxiety up yeah and i think that's kind of the point of that kind of yeah stuff like i listened to some metal but that part that was a little too uh too glitchy and too industrial yeah although i like some industrial too anyways he takes a lot of song his own work and changes it up there's this one that was like just a regular driving rock song and he changed it into this really elaborate classical piano piece but you can still see the roots of where it came from Mm -hmm. so That's all really interesting, and all of his other albums are a lot of fun as well, but Moogie Boogie from Moogasun is my thing of the week. Okay. Wow. Well, I love when you give me whole new genres of music to listen to. Well, I think we are ready to hear what we are going to be watching for next week. Okay. Do you want to play a quick game? You know I do. Okay. True or false? That's what we're going to play. True. No, okay, I have to ask you something first. True. <laughs> Andy. False. <laughs> no, that's true. True or false? You like romantic comedies. True? I love some and I hate most, so. <laughs> true or false? You love magic. This is a really hard true or false. <laughs> I'm going to say true. Okay. True or false, you're a completionist. True, definitely. True or false, you and all your friends share a pair of pants. 
Not yet, but I'm one day, God willing, <laughs> yes, true. So this week, if you haven't figured it out already, we're going to be watching Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants number two. All right, I'm I'm excited because I did enjoy the first one quite mm-hmm. a bit. So I like the characters. I'd like to see what they're up to. I picked this one because I do not remember this movie at all. Okay, so it's not, I love this, you should too. It's... Hey, I let's watch a movie. This one time you should do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should probably too. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna watch this. Um, I think they're significantly older in this movie, and uh, I think it'll be interesting to see these characters grow up. Do you know what year it's from? It is from two thousand eight. Okay, so it's three years later. Yes. All right. So maybe they're all in college. What's the plot of this movie? Um, Well, I'll read you the synopsis that Google put. Uh, Four young women, Tibby, Carmen, Bridget, and Lena, share a deep bond. As time passes, they realize it will take them more than a hurried note or a shared pair of jeans to stay in touch. Oh, okay. So that doesn't really tell us anything. No. What do you remember about this movie? Nothing. (laughs) You, You don't know anything about the plot? I feel like at one point they wear, like, graduation gowns. That's about it. Okay, maybe they're graduating from high school. Maybe, and they're trying to stay together. Do you think that soccer coach makes a reappearance? Oh, I hope not. Ugh. I'm I'm excited to see this movie because I liked the first one, but I saw a lot of places for improvement. Mm-hmm. So I'm misguidedly hopeful that they will have done these things and make this a better movie. But the experienced film watcher in me thinks that they're not going to take the best parts of the first movie, but rather they're just going to be like, hey, here's the second one. Yeah, I don't know. Because that happens a lot, but it does. we'll see. Because they're like, the formula worked the first time. That's how they sound. Everyone talks like this in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like. Um, so Rob this- Reiner? No, it's Samantha Heans. It's me. The second movie has a new director. Okay, I wasn't thrilled with the direction of the first one. I thought it looked like a TV show a little bit. And it's a female director this time. So it gives me a little bit of hope that it won't that it won't be quite as um, statutory rapey as the but first one. But that comes one. down to the script. Yeah. But... And the book from what it sounds like more than the director, I think. Yeah, but like directors can make choices still sure and tell stories in different ways so i i am holding out a little bit of hope um that sana hamry does a better job uh than the previous male director it'll also be interesting to see these actors again because now they're all famous right um whereas before blake lively Blake Lively, Amber Tamblyn, and America Ferrera weren't really super famous. Um, not like Alexis Bledel, who was on Gilmore Girls at the time. So I think that it'll be interesting to see how they look and act and kind of feel now that they've um, kind of gone on to bigger and better projects. I was looking up this director, and she's most popularly known for directing Mariah Carey music videos. Okay. And she does a lot of TV work, not any other movies I can see. This but is there the must only be movie? Some. There's probably some, but it's a quite a lengthy list of what she's done, and I don't see any other movies on it. Interesting. Okay. But she directed Mystical, Busta Rhymes, Mariah Carey, Jay-Z. 
So that's fun. Destiny's Child. All classics. As so Mary J. Classics now? Sure. <laughs> well, I um, I think we should watch a trailer. Interesting genes, Lena. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a long story. For as long as I could remember, the four of us shared everything. that the sisterhood could survive anything. But we had to learn on our own how to become ourselves without losing each other. Are you okay? I just fell off a donkey. The girls are back. Amber Tamblin, America Ferreira, Blake Lively, and Alexis Bledel. Do you know if this movie's any good? Well, that depends. Well, what if you're in the mood for, you know, something romantic? I would go with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake. So, what do you so think? So they all go to Greece, it looks like. It looks like it. It looks like they all have a love story as well. Yeah. But at least they spend more time in this movie together, it looks like. Great. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that. That's what you wanted originally. Yes. So, But I, I wanted it to be more about their friendship. And what I'm kind of taking away from that is they each fall for some guy and then have a fight with each other. But yeah. then they're going to get back together because of the magic pants. Magic And pants. the magic of friendship. And the magic of friendship. I am optimistic about this movie. I think it's going to be good. All right. Yeah. What are you basing that optimism on? Um, The warm, fuzzy feelings that I have left over from the last movie. I know it's been a couple of weeks, but I seem to remember us watching that movie and the first thing you talking about is how disappointed you were and you thought it was much better. Um, It was like the 17, 16, 17-year-old in me who watched that movie originally was still happy about it. The same 16, 17-year-old who forgot all about this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, when this one came out, I was like 20, 21. So I don't know that... So you were drunk is why you forgot it is what you're saying. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm excited to give this movie a chance. Yeah, let's all... Give Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2 a chance. Yeah. I bet there's people out there who prefer this one, and we're going to hear from those people. Yeah. Have you been getting a lot of uh, comments about Sisterhood 1? I have a lot of female friends who messaged me and said, like, don't be mean about it. (laughs) (laughs) And little did they know I liked it more than you did. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They clearly have listened for a while because they were, like, worried you were going to ruin this movie. But then one of those people also argued with me about love actually. And they said, like, how could you be mean about that? And I was like, have you seen that movie? It's a terrible movie. It's the worst. <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, however. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not great. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I, I want to is... see where these characters are off to on this like next stage of their lives. Because although we got to see them go through, they each had kind of a little small coming of age moment. Uh-huh. It wasn't something as big as I assume they're leaving high school and going off to university uh-huh. in this one. So I want to see if they're staying together or 
Maybe they're all going to go to their own separate paths, but they'll have the pants to reunite them in the end. We'll see. <sighs> Those magic pants. Magic pants. They have to grow out of the pants eventually. They're magic pants. You can't outgrow magic pants. They're magic. Oh, I forgot they were magic. Yeah. Okay, you got you right. <laughs> I was about to say, it's in the title, but in the title, they're just traveling. They Really, it's the sisterhood of the magic pants. Magic pants. Okay. Well, if you are tuning in next week, make sure that you listen or that you watch Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2. It is available on Canadian Netflix for sure. And uh, I'm sure you can find a copy at your local library. What's the subtitle of this one? Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2? The repantsening. <laughs> Extra pants. Extra friendship. Oh. And grease. <laughs> Again. Again. Extra grease. Extra grease. <laughs> All right. So we'll check that movie out and we'll be back here in one week to talk all about the sequel to Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And then when the third one finally comes out, we can go see that in theaters. Because <gasps> we'll be allowed to go into theaters by then. Because COVID won't be around anymore. Because we'll all be vaccinated. Well, that's not going to happen. 60% of us will be vaccinated. <laughs> that's even like an ambitious number. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, not to end this episode on a low note, but go get vaccinated if you're qualified. Yeah, as soon as you can. Yep. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye.